When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a very common misconception that the main religious texts of Christianity, Islam, and Judaism are full of stories involving angels and demons. There are some that are indeed named and mentioned, however there are even fewer ever elaborated upon. Most of what we know comes from religious scholars and historians who wrote accompanying texts to essentially fill in the gaps, which means there are varying accounts and several disagreements. Samael is an angel who is portrayed in several different ways, and will be the topic of today's discussion, as we attempt to unravel some of the mysteries behind what many refer to as the Angel of Death. Some may remember in the video discussing Lilith, we did mention Samael in regards to the fall of Adam and Eve. These writings predominantly come from what is known as the Second Temple Period, which lasted from 516 BC to around 70 AD. The Talmud and its surrounding texts place Samael as a member of the Heavenly Host, which essentially means the army of angels at God's disposal. It's common here for him to be referred to as the Head of Satan's, Gustav Davidson and his work surrounding angels call Samael the Chief of Satans. Now, Satan here is not referring to Satan himself, the Devil, or Lucifer. It's using Satan in terms of the title, which many believe to mean a range of things from accuser to enemy or adversary. It's fair to assume here the title is referring to man's greatest adversary, which is Sin. After all, Samael is the chief angel of sin. Many texts take this and compare Samael to Azazel and Lucifer. However, in these particular examples, he may not be an angel you wish to encounter, but he very much remains a servant of God. In the teachings of Rabbi Eliezer and several others, it is Samael rather than Lucifer who is the one charged for taking the form of a serpent and seducing Eve in the Garden of Eden. They even go as far to say that Eve was seduced by Samael, and from this Cain was born, Samael being the father. The story differs in regards to the serpent. Some believe Samael transformed into a serpent and others merely that he was able to use the serpent to do his bidding. There are even some wilder variations where Samael rode a giant serpent like a camel. In Barak 3, or the Greek Apocalypse of Barak, after praying for answers, an angel is sent from God to escort Barak through the heavens and give him the answers he seeks. In the third heaven, he asked the angel to show him the tree which led Adam astray. And the angel said to me, It is the vine which the angel Samael planted, whereat the Lord God was angry, and he cursed him and his plant. 
Again, we see the notion that the tree and fruits were not placed in the garden by God. Instead, it was Samael, and given God's reaction, it was clearly not done at his request. Thus, the fall of man can be blamed in part on Samael. Many of the texts Samael appears in are either Hebrew scripture or Midrash. However, the Greek Apocalypse of Baruch is a book many believe was taken out of the Bible. In Rome, however, Samael was seen as a guardian angel and a positive protective figure. In the stories that pair Lilith and Samael together, we see him turn his back on God, and so we also begin to see the idea that Samael was linked to demons just as much as he is to angels. When Lilith rebelled against God, he feared together with Samael they would flood the earth with demons, and so Samael was castrated, but not before he was able to sire an army of demonic offspring. In heaven, Samael is described as stirring up jealousy and creating hostility amongst the holy delegation. Samael spreading the doubt of God's teachings extends outside of heaven. In the binding of Isaac, when God tells Abraham that he must sacrifice his son Isaac, Abraham, as one would expect, questions this decision. There to sow the seeds of doubt and convince Abraham to disobey God is Samael. When Abraham rejected Samael's offer, to spite Abraham, he went straight to his wife Sarah and told her that her son Isaac had been sacrificed. The news killed her immediately. There is a story from a Spanish Kabbalist that claims he was able to bind Samael. He summoned Samael in the name of God, and bound him by placing a crown on his head that said, Thy master's name is upon thee. Samael, however, was able to trick the Kabbalist and free himself. In these Kabbalistic teachings exists the Klepot, which are also known as the Tree of Death the opposite to the Holy Sephirot, or the Tree of Life. They represent the ten divine attributes, whereas the Klepot represent evil and impurity. Samael is described as the chief of the ten evil demons that oppose the Tree of Life. If we go back to the work of Gustav Davidson, he breaks down the name into two parts, Sam meaning poison and El meaning angel which is why one of the many titles given to Samael is the Poison of God. Samael is the angel responsible for bringing the Poison of Death into the world. Now this could also be referring to his role as the Angel of Death, or perhaps even his union with Lilith. The spread of this demonic offspring could be seen as the Poison. When we discuss the Book of Enoch, the leader of the Watchers was the angel Samyaza. Given the similarity in name, many believe Samyaza and Samael refer to the same entity. Gustav Davidson's description is as follows. In the secrets of Enoch, he is the prince of demons and a magician. Samael has been regarded as both evil and good as one of the greatest and as one of the foulest spirits operating in heaven, on earth, and in hell. On one hand, he is said to be the ruler of the fifth heaven. On the other hand, he is the great serpent with twelve wings that draws after him, in his fall, the solar system. 
Much how Lucifer is depicted as a great dragon, Samael was a twelve-winged entity of sorts. Whether it was a dragon, serpent, or something else is never really elaborated upon. There are some passages that discuss the position of Samael before his betrayal. Before his defeat in this war, Samael held a place higher than the holy heavenly creatures and the seraphim, which indicates a high level of importance and trust by God. Again, we can see that Samael is a figure that confuses most scholars, not only because of how closely linked he is to Lucifer, but whether he should be placed in heaven or hell, whether he is a servant or an adversary of God. In the Book of Barak, for the role he played in the fall of Adam and Eve, he is cursed to become Satan. Samael also makes an appearance in the Testament of Moses. Here Moses recalls seeing two angels, each of which were 5,000 parsangs tall. A parsang is the modern day equivalent to about three miles. Gazing upon these giants made Moses feel uneasy, but the angel Metatron appeared to embrace him. As a favourite of God, he ensured Moses there was nothing to fear. Moses then came across another angel. It would have taken 500 years to cover a distance equal to it, and from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, he was studded with glaring eyes. When Moses asked who this was, Metatron replied, This is Samael, who takes the soul away from man. In Gnostic belief, Samael is referred to as the first sinner, whose name means blind god, which also applies to his followers, a direct comparison to the Christian devil. Here he appears as a lion-faced serpent. In the Quran, he is compared to a figure known as Samiri, who is also an accuser and deceiver. Before looking into Samael in detail, I knew that he was a polarizing and confusing figure. The angel who serves God in a thankless task against the sin of man, or the rebel who became a demon prince and was feared by humanity. I was hoping by the end of this to have a more definitive answer as to who Samael was. However, as we've seen today, that is not the case. Most of the written accounts vary or contradict themselves, to the point where it's safe to assume no one really knows who Samael was, or what purpose he served to fulfil. So to summarise today's findings, after looking into Samael, I can confirm he is indeed a polarising and confusing figure. But hopefully you've enjoyed this one anyway. As always, I've been your host, Mythology and Fiction Explained.